0: Tennis Express. Please check them out this week by going to EssentialTennis dot slash Express. Well, thank you very much for joining me on today's episode of the podcast. Great to have you as a listener. Before we get to today's topic, which is going to be a great one, just two quick announcements. First of all, I'm going to be giving away over five hundred dollars in prizes this coming Thursday evening in the chat room at the EssentialTennis.com forums. To get more information about that, go to EssentialTennis.com slash 500. All you have to do is sign up for the forums and just be in the chat room. And I'm doing this to promote a a weekly chat that I'm going to start doing in the forum chat. And I'll be there every Thursday evening to answer questions. And it'll just be a fun time for members and fans of the site to get together and chats and have a good time talking about tennis. So check that out. Again, EssentialTennis.com slash 500. And that will take you to the post I made with full details. I'm going to be giving away an HD flip cam and also a couple couple memberships to Devil's Domination 2.0. And lastly, before we get to today's topic, I want to let you all know that this will be the last week to get in the platinum, if you want to utilize me as your personal coach, get feedback on your videos and feedback on your questions the very same week that you submit them and ask them, then go to essentialtennis.com slash chance. EssentialTennis.com slash chance. I'm not sure exactly what day I'm going to close uh, Platinum up yet, but it's probably going to be Wednesday or Thursday, sometime in there. And if you have any questions about Platinum, definitely let me know. Just send me an email to ian at EssentialTennis.com. Okay, let's go ahead and get to today's show. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. Alright, let's get to today's topic and it's a great one that comes to us from Paul in North Carolina who's a 4.0 player. He wrote to me and said, I'm entering my third year of playing tennis. I started as a 3.0 and have recently been bumped up to the 4.0 level. I try to hit as much as I can three to four times per week and I will from time to time take lessons at my club. I usually schedule a lesson when there is something I'm having trouble with But now at the 4.0 level, I think I might need something more or different from professional instruction. The question is, for someone like me who wants to get better, what is the best way to utilize professional instruction? The budget is not unlimited, of course. So should I take a lesson once per week, once per month? Should I focus more on stroke mechanics or point strategy? Should I tell the pro what help I think I need or just take their advice about what I should work on? Also, what qualities make an ideal student? How much time should I spend practicing what we worked on during the lesson before my next lesson? I could go on, but you get the picture. How can I make the most out of professional instruction? All right, Paul, that's an awesome question and one that I've got a great outline for here and I'm looking forward to talking about. And let's start off by talking about your situation in general and and just discuss briefly, I guess, whether or not tennis professionals are are needed or at what point they're needed for all of you listening that are are trying to take your game to the next level. And I, I want to start off by simply saying that every person has a certain level that they can easily achieve alone without any outside help, without any guidance, and they can reach that level simply through whatever natural talent they have, whatever natural work ethic that they have, how much time they put in researching, maybe online or in books or if people still read books. (laughs) But of course, there's a lot of free instruction online. There's some good books too. But um, obviously, there's a lot more available online these days. Anyway, uh, how much time they put in researching and practicing what they learn is a factor as well. And when you combine all those things together you will come up, each individual person will have a different level that they can reach themselves without a whole lot of external help or a whole lot of external guidance. But sooner or later, you're going to plateau. And that's just life. <laughs> Everybody has certain ability levels and, again, c- certain work work ethics to be able to build themselves up to a certain level. And for some people, that's totally fine. Some people are going to plateau at 3.5. Some people are going to naturally plateau at 4.5, and you might be fine with that. And if that's the case, then great. If you're happy at wherever you are right now, and maybe you just want to make small tweaks, small adjustments here and there, and you're just having fun with what you're doing currently, then that's perfectly fine. For others, you still have that desire to improve and that desire to make it to the next level, just like Paul And so at that point, professional uh, professional instruction is absolutely the way to go. So we're talking about getting advice from somebody whose job, you know, who's made it their career to help other people get better at tennis. And so that's all they do every single day. And and so it's absolutely worthwhile. It's worth your time and it's worth your, your money to spend time with somebody like that. If in fact, it's your, you know, it's a big goal of yours to get better because they'll be able to give you a battle plan. They'll be able to give you a plan of action to fix whatever they feel is going to help you make that next big jump. Now, to start talking about Paul's specific questions, let's talk first about uh, the difference between technique and strategy uh, because I think that's an important question to ask. Which, Which is more important to get help from a pro on? Well, technique improvement is very individualized. It's very different from person to person. If you look at 10 different forehands, at let's even say that all 10 players are a 4.0 level. All 10 players are going to have at least small differences from player to player on what exactly they need to change to make their forehand a four five level forehand or certainly a 5.0 level forehand. Now there's going to be similarities, and you can certainly still get good general advice online and in other in, in other uh, sources and in other places. But technique is very individualized, uh, and and so it can be difficult to figure out exactly what needs to be changed. Once you get to that plateau kind of area in your game, and you don't feel like you're making big improvements anymore by yourself, um hiring a trained eye to look at your strokes can be extremely helpful. And that's because there are a lot of variables. There's so many different things going on and working at the same time physically as you try to make your forehand swing just as an example. So, it can save you a lot of time to get that professional help. Now, strategy on the other hand is a lot more generic. You know, um in ge- in general Good singles strategy is good singles strategy, no matter which player you're looking at, or almost it doesn't even matter uh, what level we're talking about. Now it does, and there's variations, and it it always depends on who you're playing exactly, and what their strengths and weaknesses are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But in general, you know, my point is just to take a specific example: an outside forehand or outside ground stroke. In general is always smart to go cross-court with. And that doesn't matter if you're a 3-0 player or you play on the, the ATP tour. So I, I'm not trying to say that a professional tennis instructor can't help you with strategy. But strategy is is really mostly about shot selection and the choices you make during points. And it's much easier to be aware of what you are doing when it comes to shot selection than it is to be aware of your racket drop on your serve and whether or not you're doing that correctly. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just pointing out these differences to say that in general, I think getting technique help, uh, paying for the time of a tennis professional, you're probably going to get the biggest bang for your buck by working on technique. Strategy is much more generic and much more cookie cutter Again, that's not to say that it's, it can't. It's not individualized. It is d- different players have different playing styles, and so should focus on certain parts of strategy more than others. But it's much easier to learn strategy in other ways, whereas technique, really having a trained eye look at your specific strokes, is going to really be uh, very, very valuable. Now. Let's talk about fixing technique specifically. And Paul was asking questions as far as how often should I take lessons? uh, How much should I practice between lessons? Uh, Now that we've established that in general, working on technique with a trained professional is probably the way to go most of the time, let's talk about that process in general. And uh, I use the word process on purpose. It it requires work and it requires patience, and it, it requires time. And it's it's not like a lot of strategy uh, learning is, where you get the information in your head and you pretty much have it. And then it's just a matter of okay, now I just need to use that information on the courts. It's a matter of picking the right target, or uh, being aware of what your opponent is doing, etc. Str or uh, technique rather is much more difficult because it involves retraining your body. It's not just a matter of having the information and then utilizing the information and learning when is best to use this or that shot selection, etc. Once you have the information in your head, it still might take weeks and months to actually even be able to use it at all, period, because... We're talking about retraining muscle memory and retraining your body to replace certain bad habits that you might have. And what a tennis professional is going to help you with is he or she is going to help you create a plan to be able to fix X, Y, or Z technique. That tennis professional is is also going to help you put in the repetitions to help develop that new muscle memory they can They can help you by giving you consistent shots over and over again so that you can work on that plan to be able to fix that specific stroke, and that tennis professional is also going to help by keeping tabs on what you're doing to make sure that you don't revert to uh to what your your old habit was, and it can be very easy if you take a lesson say once per month to go into the pro and maybe they look at your backhand ground stroke and the pro says, all right, we, we need to change this and we need to change that. Let's work on it. And then they feed you a bunch of shots and you try the new change that they suggested and it works great. And you say to yourself, awesome. This is, this is, this is outstanding. I've got a new backhand. I, I was just hitting it the best I've ever hit it before. And then you go practice it a couple times here or there. And then two, three weeks later, you're hitting it just the same way that you did before that lesson. And you say, oh no, I, I I lost it. Now I don't have it anymore. And so you go back and take a lesson again. And again, they, they, they remind you, oh, look, you're not doing this and you're not doing that again. That's what we worked on last time. And then you work on it again, you know, for the next 45 minutes and I feed you balls and you hit it great again. You say, oh, awesome. Great. That was it. Now I've got it again, no problem. And then you go for another three weeks, and you revert. (laughs) And there's a lot of you out there listening to my voice right now that are nodding your head and saying, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, Ian. It's the most frustrating thing ever, and and it is. And I can tell you from experience as a tennis uh, professional, it, it can be really frustrating for the pro as well because... Um, it's frustrating to see a student, especially one who really wants to get better, keep coming back and continuing to have the same problem over and over and over again. So to try to avoid this, what what I recommend at a minimum to, to try to improve your technique, Paul, uh, you really you should be doing a lesson per week for technique changes. And this is so that the, the tennis pro that you're working with can actively keep tabs on what's going on so that you're, you're not constantly re- falling back into old habits. And then on top of that, I strongly recommend that you use at least two other sessions uh, between your lessons, practice sessions by yourself or with a hitting partner or with a ball machine or against a wall or whatever to repeat that new technique and continue to reinforce it uh, within your body and within your your brain so that you can make it a new habit. If you take a lesson every couple of weeks or every month, then you'll find that it's very easy to slide back into your old habits. Um it's is it possible to take one lesson per month and still improve? Yeah, sure. It, it is. You know, I'm not listen, I I'm and I'm not giving lessons at a club anymore. So it's not like I'm giving this I, it's not like I'm giving this advice because I, I hope everybody goes out there and takes more lessons so that I can earn more money or anything like that. You know, I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight anymore. I'm, I'm a hundred percent online instructor now. Um, but I, so I, I'm just giving this information for the benefit of all of you listening because I don't want you to get into that cycle of reverting and learning and then reverting and learning. It's possible to take a lesson per month and really keep on top of it yourself and you can do that by practicing you know several times a week specifically whatever change that your uh your teaching pro laid out for you and you can also help yourself a great deal by using video to video what you're doing and look at it so that you can see exactly what you're doing so that again you can keep track of your own progress and or regressions. If you regress, then you can go look at the video and, uh, and say, wow, look, I- I'm going right back into that old habit again. So is it necessary to take a lesson per week? No, it's not necessary. Is it going to be really helpful? Yes, it is because the pro is going to help you keep on top of what's going on. And as you try to build a new habit and build new muscle memory, that can really be invaluable to have that that second set of eyes watching you and telling you immediately no that was not correct or yes that's it do it exactly that way again and then having the benefit of them guide you through that process on a regular basis okay uh we're about halfway through here and at at this point i want to quickly tell you all about my sponsor of today's podcast that is tennis express where you can go to fulfill all of your tennis gear and equipment needs, whether it, it be strains or rackets or grips or clothing, shoes, bags, whatever. They've got great selection, great service, free shipping for orders of $75 or more. And you can help support the Essential Tennis Podcast by purchasing your tennis gear through them after going to EssentialTennis.com express or by clicking on any of the Tennis Express boxes that are on EssentialTennis.com. Either way, uh, your purchases will be tracked and a small percentage of your purchases will come back to help support EssentialTennis.com. So a big thank you to Tennis Express for being a sponsor and a big thank you for all of you that have been making purchases uh, through them and through my my link and my, my boxes on the site. That really helps out a lot. Okay, we've got two more quick sections to talk about. First of all, Uh, a good question that Paul asked was, what should I work on first? Should I go tell the pro what I want to work on, what I want to improve, or should I trust their judgment and go with whatever they say that I should be working on? I, I would recommend, Paul, and especially if you're starting off with a pro that you're not familiar with, somebody that you don't have a relationship with yet, you don't have a track record with yet, somebody who has not yet helped your game and kind of proven themselves as a teacher, I suggest that you walk into that first lesson and come prepared to work on whatever your biggest weakness is. So for me, that would be my topspin backhand. So if I was going to take a lesson, I would walk in and say, hey, my name is Ian. I'm a four or five level player. My biggest weakness by far is my one handed backhand. You know, I'd be happy to spend a little bit of time on other things, but I really want to focus on that and I want your feedback on how to make that a better stroke. And I'd really like to spend most of our time together working on that. So tell the pro what your goals are and then really focus on it. And once you have gone through enough lessons where you feel like you have a solid grasp on what you need to do to improve and you feel like you're on the right track and in your outside practice, you're you're doing a good job as well and you're not reverting and you've just got a solid handle on what you need to do to to continue on the right path to improve that part of your game, then move on to the next thing and take one accomplishment at a time. I, Unless you have a lot of time outside of lessons to work on your game, I don't recommend that you have a project going in every single part of your game and you have a technique change you know, in your volleys and in your forehand and in your backhand and in your serves and in your overheads, you know, and you have all of these technique changes that you're trying to juggle all at the same time, if if you can take, you know, if you can take more than a lesson a week and you can spend several times per week practicing those things to keep on top of all of them, then great. But the reality is that most of you listening probably can't afford more than one lesson per week. And most of you listening, you know, you have jobs and you have lives, you have families, and so you can't practice three or four times per week outside of taking lessons, and in addition to whatever competition you might be doing. So I really recommend that you take one weakness at a time, start with your biggest one first, work on that, and make sure that the pro that you're working with, by doing it this way, you can also ensure that you're getting along well with this pro, and the two of you kind of click and you mesh and your your styles work well together. And you can ensure that the pro is going to be effective for you. And I, I really think you should do that one stroke at a time and not give your entire game over to this person. And then four or six weeks later, figure out that, you know what, their teaching style just doesn't work for you. And you're not even sure if the changes they're asking you to make are even working and you've got a project going in four different strokes, you know, in your game. And before you know it, maybe you feel less confident now than you did when you started. Um, so, so just be wary of that. And, you know, it's, it's worth mentioning that not every tennis professional out there is worth giving your money to, whether they're certified or not. Not every tennis professional um, you should be giving your time to. There are, there are those out there. And it's just like any other profession. Those of you that are professionals and you're in the workforce and you have a a career, you know that when you go to work every day and you take a look around you, there are a certain percentage of people that are just showing up just to collect a check, right? And they don't really have any particular uh, passion or enthusiasm for what they're doing. Maybe they're even okay at it, but they just don't care that much and those are not the types of people that you want to spend your time and money with when it comes to tennis professionals. And you, you might think that oh, every tennis pro is great because it's it's tennis, right? Like who would who would be teaching tennis if they didn't really love it and uh, they weren't super good at it? Oh, and they're certified, so they they must really know what they're talking about. Well, I I wish I could tell you that's the case, but it's not. Uh, and I'm, I'm just being I'm just being upfront with you guys, and I, I'm telling you the truth here. Uh, It's just like any other profession. So just be aware of that and and take that into account. Okay, and lastly, from Paul. Paul wanted to know, where where are his words here? Um, Here we go. What qualities make an ideal student? So I've got, let's see, two, four, six different qualities that, in my opinion, make up an ideal student. This is something that I feel really strongly about. And it's a big reason why I got out of the of the uh, club game. I got out of the uh, teaching tennis at a club deal because I didn't get to pick who my students were. You know, at the end of the day, I, I had to give lessons to whoever signed up for them. And a lot of people who signed up for lessons weren't good students. And I didn't enjoy my time with them. And they didn't really enjoy their time with me either a lot of times because we are our ideas of what would happen in a quality lesson were different we didn't see eye to eye and as a result there was a lot of uh tension there <laughs> and again a lot of you listening might be thinking are you ian are you serious you're telling me that people would, would sign up for lessons with you and not just listen to whatever you have to say and do exactly what you ask them and i'm here to tell you yes absolutely there are, there are people who sign up for lessons where it was a total waste of time. It was a waste of my time. It was a waste of their time. And they, they didn't get any better because they had different goals and objectives than I did. They might have had totally different goals and objectives than even getting better at tennis. And I'm not going to go any further into that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, but I could talk about that for a while. And, and so here's my, six, my list of six different qualities that make up an ideal student. Number one, You have to be a good listener. If you're taking instruction from a good quality pro, they are going to be trying to give you a lot of good information. And everybody thinks they're good at listening, but a lot of people are wrong. (laughs) And uh, and they're more interested in what they have to say or what they have to uh, give to the conversation. And they're more interested in hearing their own thoughts and theories and whatever is being discussed. And when you find a good tennis pro, let them do most of the talking and listen carefully to make sure that you really understand what they're saying and that you really store away as much of the information as possible that you can get from them. That's number one, is you need to be a good listener. Number two, you should ask questions. And Listening well is the first part of that so that you can understand or, you know, as best as you can understand what's, what's being transferred to you in the, uh, in the way of information. And then anything that doesn't make sense or that you're not sure if you understand completely, ask questions. The more questions you can ask, the more you're going to get out of your lesson because you will understand more and more. And don't think, listen, and you might have a great tennis pro, and somebody who really knows what they're doing and they love it and they're, you know, they're passionate about it and they're helping you become a better player. But everybody learns a little bit differently. Not everybody absorbs information in the same way. So if something doesn't quite click with you and doesn't quite make sense, there's nothing wrong with asking for further explanation. And that's something you should do on a regular basis when you're receiving any kind of instruction or feedback. Thirdly, you need to have an open mind. And uh, I guess you kind of need to walk a fine line between uh, finding a good pro, figuring out if they know what they're talking about, and having an open mind. You know, you should be a little guarded at first when you're first taking your first couple of lessons from a, t- from a teaching pro to make sure that the instruction they're giving you is solid and it's going to be helpful. But once you form that trust with a teacher and you, you know that they really know what they're talking about and they're, they have your best interest at heart, have an open mind and be accepting of whatever concepts that they're trying to explain to you, be accepting of whatever they're trying to get you to, to try. And that brings me to point number four, give an honest effort to try new things. And it might not make any sense to you in the moment, You know, as they're asking you to try something, something different or something new. It might feel completely wrong And you you might think to yourself, wow, how could that possibly be correct? There is no way. But just give it an honest effort. You're working with somebody who does this for a living. They have seen the trials and errors and the failures of recreational tennis players just like yourself day in and day out, hour after hour after hour. If they ask you to try something, there's probably a reason for it, even if it doesn't feel right to you the first time. So give an honest effort and whatever they ask you to do, however many times they ask you to do it, once you, again, once you trust this person and and you really know that they have your best interests uh, in mind and um, you trust the instruction that they give you, then be open-minded and give them an honest effort. Number five, an ideal student works hard physically. An ideal student hustles for every ball and this is true both in practice and during competition by the way. But give a full effort physically. And number six, practice what he or she told you. Whatever they gave you to work on, whatever homework, if they're a good teaching pro, they will give you homework to work on, something to work on before they see you next. Go and do whatever they gave you and do it as often as you can so that when you come back to them again, you at least are right where you left off and you can go ahead and move to the next step. Uh, or maybe you even got better at it since you saw them last. Great. Maybe you can even move on to something new and different, uh, but do them a favor and do yourself a favor and practice what what they have taught you, and you'll be a better student, and you'll get more out of your lessons because of it. All right. A really great topic here today from Paul. Paul, I want to thank you very much for writing in with this topic Um, As a quick review of my outline here, every person has a certain level where they're going to plateau and uh, the best utilization of a teaching professional when you decide to go to them is technique. You can certainly work on strategy as well, but um, I think the best overall use for a teaching pro is really to improve your stroke technique. Fixing technique is a process. It requires work and patience. And I I, really, if you can do it, I recommend at a minimum one lesson per week and practice several times besides that, if possible. Um, I recommend that you start with your biggest weaknesses, get that nailed down, then move on to the next thing. Don't open, don't go to your first lesson and open up five different projects as far as technique is concerned. And then ideal students. An ideal student listens, asks questions, has an open mind, gives an honest effort, works hard physically, and practices what he or she has learned off the teaching courts, you know, on the practice courts. So there you go, Paul. I I hope that you enjoyed my, my answers there and the rest of you listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show as well. Great topic. I enjoyed talking about it and hopefully that's helpful. Right. That does it for episode number 170 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you have any comments or questions or feedback about today's episode, I'd love to hear from you. Simply go to EssentialTennis.com slash podcast, click on episode number 170, and you can leave your comments and questions right there. And I'm going to go ahead and read one comment that was left on last week's episode, 169, which was, which was all about the two-handed backhand. Beth stopped by and left a comment who was uh, the person who actually asked the question about the two-handed backhand for last week. Roden said, "'I had never heard the term figure-eight pattern when watching a pro's two-handed backhand before, but I've been watching players' hands now on video for a few days, and it is so obvious now. And on the upside, I am seeing a little transference into my own swing as well. Thanks as always for the useful info.'" Yes, uh, figure eight pattern refers to the uh, reverse C take back. If you, if you trace the tip of the racket and, and or the hands of somebody who uses a reverse C backswing, either for a forehand or a backhand, uh, as the racket goes up to prepare and then drops down below the ball, that's a half circle, then the racket comes up again to contact that completes uh, the first circle, and then the racket continues upwards past contact uh, pronates and rotates the tip of the racket rotates around and then comes back to uh, comes back up and down again to the follow through position wherever that might be might be over the uh, over the shoulder might even be a, a a partial windshield wiper type motion on the forehand side uh, or full windshield wiper motion uh, which would really be the the best example of a full kind of figure eight motion but it's a it's a smooth circular path from start to finish. And that's really the best way to have a long uh, range of motion with the racket and continue the momentum of the racket moving smoothly throughout the swing. If uh, you don't have that, that smooth circular flow to your swing and everything is uh, kind of angular and, and jerky and back and forth, then you won't be nearly as efficient with your ground strokes as what you could be. And that's why I'm a big fan of the uh, reverse C back swing. Okay, so Beth, thanks for your comment there. And if you have a comment about today's show, again, please leave it at essentialtennis.com slash podcast. Also, uh, make sure before Thursday to go to essentialtennis.com slash five hundred five zero zero to check out the giveaway that I'm doing on Thursday night. Again, $500 in giveaways. I'm looking forward to that. And if you're interested in platinum, go to essentialtennis.com slash chance. I'm going to be closing the doors later this week. So until next week, take care and good luck with your tennis.